Welcome to the Auto Amateur Podcast. This is James. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the Porsche 992, the latest generation of 911. I got to drive one this weekend, and uh, it's fair to say I kind of want one. So around two years ago in October 2018 at the LA Car Show, Porsche announced the latest and greatest 911, the long-awaited 992. Every so many years, they upgrade and make a few changes and they release a new model. In the 90s, we had the 993. In the late 90s, we had the 996, which ended around a 2004 timeframe. We then went into the glorious era of the 997 from sort of 2004 and five through to 2012. Since 2012, we've had two generations of the 991, the dot one with the naturally aspirated engine, and then the second gen 991 that's been out for the past few years, which moved away from the naturally aspirated engines and moved to turbocharging. Now the 992 in all of its glory has got some impressive power gains, handling changes, styling changes, and although it's had mixed reaction, Generally, it's been really well received. Now, I, for one, was not a fan. When the images started to leak out onto the internet just over a year ago, if you are a Porsche nut like me, you're always looking for photos online of, of 911s. There were a lot of 992 photos that were coming out of a black test car ripping around in the snow. And I have to say, I wasn't very impressed. I didn't think there was very much difference front side of the car. It looked very much like a 991 with a different back end. And what I saw of the back end, I honestly really wasn't very impressed. I didn't like the way the rear spoiler looked. I thought it looked like a golf visor. I didn't really like the rear lights. I thought they looked like the sort of red flashing lights of a Cylon from Battlestar Galactica. I just wasn't generally very impressed. I remember seeing the 991 come out, uh, having been used to the 997 and thought, wow, this is a tremendous change. Even though it was bigger and even though, uh, you know, there are a few things with the 991 I, I didn't particularly like. I thought overall, wow, that's a beautiful looking 911. When the 992 first came out, honestly, I just really wasn't very impressed. And I've been pretty cynical about the 992 ever since. So there I was, about six weeks or so, sat in Porsche of Minneapolis, getting my new exhaust installed, the sole performance valved exhaust system. Getting it installed on the back of the car, of course, and having my stock mufflers taken off, but also getting it wired into the Porsche Sports exhaust button. Super excited. I was on the service side of the house. But of course, you know, there were high points in the job, there were low points in the job. And when some of the more monotonous work was being done, I decided to take a walk around the showroom floor. I mean, who wouldn't? A Porsche fan in a Porsche dealership for a couple of days? Yeah, I was always going to be taking a look around. And for the first time, I saw the 992 in the flesh. I looked around and there were a couple of 991 GT3s. There was a beautiful 993 turbo in there with the whale tail on the back. There were some really nice second gen 991 GTSs. But there lurking in the back of the showroom was a midnight blue 992 Carrera 4S. And I have to say, I did a little bit of a double take. And it wasn't so much because I recognized that it was a 992. I just saw this epic looking 911 
and thought, wow, why haven't I seen that before? I've got to go over and check it out. And as I was walking over closer to it, it suddenly dawned upon me that it was the 992. I recognized the slightly more angular front shape of the nose. I noticed the two lines, the indentations in the front hood, harking back to the style of the 993 and even the 964. And I suddenly realized, finally, after two years of Googling and searching and thinking about the 992, and frankly, being really cynical about it, here it is, sat in front of me, and it looks absolutely epic. It looked like some kind of jungle cat, just sort of laying in wait, ready to pounce. The stance was wider than I'm used to seeing, even on the 991s, and especially the second generation 991, where the hips are a little bit more pronounced than the previous iteration of the 991, my iteration of the 991. The stance is slightly wider, the car overall is slightly bigger, but it somehow looked sleeker or more sleek. I, I think I've screwed that up. <laughs> it looked really sleek and it looked a little lower than I would expect a sort of standard 911 to look like, even though it was the 4S. It just, it really caught my attention. And so the lights looked super cool, the hood looked super cool, and I thought, Okay, well, let's go around and check the back of the car because I have been a real vocal cynic for how the back of the car looked. And I've got to say, I started to walk around the side of the car and I was captivated by the new curves. It still has the classic 911 silhouette, but the front wheel arches are flared slightly more than the 991. The rear wheel arches are even more flared and more pronounced. It's incredibly sexy as a car. So I'm walking along captivated by the lines and I start moving slowly around the rear end. And this is starting to sound like soft porn now. I appreciate it. So I'm going to hurry up. But essentially, the back end of the car actually surprised me. It looked really cool. Now, the car I was looking at had a clear light bar across the back. It didn't have the red light bar across the back. So I didn't immediately think Battlestar Galactica. I'm still not a big fan, frankly, of that light bar across the back, and, and even the lights themselves, they, they still do look a bit too much like the Panamera for me, but I wasn't put off of them straight away, like I was having seen the images online. When I saw those images, I was just like, uh, no, that looks terrible. In the flesh, right there in the dealership, though, I have to admit, I stood there looking at them and thought, I'm, you know, finding a hard time trying to dislike them. You know, am I trying to talk myself out of liking the 992? Do I not like this for some reason? Is it because I can't afford one today? Is it because it's brand new and it's just come out and I've only just gone from the 997 to the 991? You know, I'm sure there were a number of biases in my subconscious that were, you know, helping me or preventing me from falling madly in love with this beautiful new 911 sat in front of me. And then, of course one of the guys comes over and he's like, hey, James, how are you doing? You recognize me from being in there probably far too much than I should be. <laughs> Here are the keys. You want to sit in it? Oh, dear. That probably wasn't the thing I should have done. And actually, flashing back about four years ago, my wife suggested the same thing as we were driving past the dealership on our way to a Twins game in downtown Minneapolis. Hey, you really like Porsche 911. Should we stop off at the dealership and try one out? Yeah, I guess. Okay, fine. Sat in the car. At the time, it was a first-generation 991. In fact, it was um, A-gate gray, just like mine is, or R-gate gray, just like mine is. It was the 4, though. 
And, you know, within a month of sitting in that 991 for the first time, I was driving away from Brea, California in my beautiful new second gen 996 in the same color. (laughs) So a part of me thought, all right, you like the 992 a lot more than you think you did. You're now being offered an opportunity to sit in it. Run. Do not get inside this car. But no, of course, being far too polite, I said, yeah, sure, of course, why not? Sat in it. Oh, wow. It's spacious. It's more spacious than the 991. The dashboard doesn't come out as far. It's not as deep and protruding as the the one inside the 991. There is no chance that my knees are going to be hitting the dash. The steering wheel comes out a nice distance. It was pretty roomy. And then the sort of 14-way seats, way more luxurious and comfortable than my 14-way seats in the 991. I'm looking at the dashboard. I'm looking at the instrument cluster. Wow, actually... The single analog dial in the middle looks pretty cool. Turn on the ignition, the digital dials turn up on the left and the right-hand side of the center dial. That actually looks pretty cool. Crystal clear, high-definition video screen. Even the little Zippo lighter-like gear shifter in the middle. Granted, really still not a big fan, but it looked really high quality. It looked way better than I thought it was gonna look. And so I have to admit, I was sitting there in the 992 thinking, I'm finding it really difficult to dislike this car. I think I like this car. But the moment vanished, you know, I got out of the car or went back to my 991. We finished the exhaust job. I hear the exhaust fire up for the first time. Wow, I'm in love with my 991 like never before. Driving home with the valves open. Since then, a lot of my friends have heard the car and think it sounds really tremendous. You know, nothing can detract from the sound of that exhaust and how it looks on the back, the new uh, Soul Performance carbon fiber tips replacing the really boring, dull-looking stock tips. You know, right now, I'm riding high with the 991. I really like it so much and I'm so happy with it. And so the 992 kind of faded from memory and yeah, that was pretty nice, great, but whatever, I'm not gonna buy one, it's fine. And then a guy called Andy reached out to me through my YouTube channel, having moved to the Twin Cities recently and watched a few of my videos and was like, hey, I just bought a 992 recently, God's Red, here's a photo of it. If you fancy meeting up for a drive sometime or maybe making a video, I'd be interested, let me know. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I got back in touch immediately and said, let's set it up. And so this weekend, Andy was kind enough to come out to uh, close by where I live. We, uh, We met up, we talked, got on really well. He's a really, really nice guy and gave me the keys to his car. I said, let's make a video. And so once again, there it is, the 992 and that guard's red color. Oh my goodness, it looked so great. Really, really great. And I'm not really one to have you know, super colorful cars. I've had a gray car, I've had a black car, I've had a gray car, my 996, my 997, now my 991. I am thinking about going Lizard Green or Miami Blue with a wrap for my 991, but you know, it still makes me feel a little uncomfortable thinking I'm gonna own a flashy car with a flashy color. But seeing Andy's 992 just sort of sat there, ready to pounce, that red color, going with the red calipers, oh man. It looked so stunning. And it made my 991 look so boring in comparison, just sat there in gray. Nick Murray really knows what he's talking about. If you saw one of his recent videos and why he decided to get rid of his brand new Macan to go into a lizard green or a 
Mamba Green, I think maybe it is, McCann. He's right. There are way too many gray cars on the road, and unfortunately, I'm, I'm adding to the problem. But seeing that red 992 next to my 991, it was just tremendous. It looked so good. So we drove it out to the place where I, you know, film a lot of my videos, and I got to, you know, video it, and we're talking about the car, and I'm really enjoying just looking at this car. And then I get to drive it. Man, oh man. I fire up the engine. I'm pulling out. I'm pulling away. I'm driving pretty slowly at first just to get a feel for the car. It feels great on the road. Maybe because it's four-wheel drive and I'm driving a rear-wheel drive. Maybe that's the biggest difference in how it feels on the road. But I'm sure the stance has something to do with it. I'm sure the bigger wheel arches and the bigger wheels have something to do with it. Uh, it, it just felt absolutely incredible. And then we got to the point where the speed limit goes up and you're able to give it a bit of shovel and really grip and rip. And I did. And oh my God. I mean, the, the, if you see the video and my eyes just sort of open wide and I, I think I even swear, I think I might have said the S word. <laughs> that was a genuine God's honest reaction. I felt my stomach go like I was on a roller coaster. The turbo kicks in really, really early, low RPMs. You know, I'm barely putting my foot down and you feel like you're being pushed in the back, pushed along. How the car stayed on the road, I have no idea. I mean, my 991 is putting out 345, 350 horses. You have to get it up to between, I think, 5,000 and 7,000 RPM to feel that power. This 992 4S is putting out around 450 horses after 1500 RPM, between 1500 and 5000 RPM, I think it is. And it feels twice as powerful. It literally feels twice as powerful as my car, and it goes. It is so quick. Unbelievable. I mean, I felt like I was, you know, what's the expression, you know, drive it like you stole it. It kind of felt like that kind of scenario, and the blue lights were going to start shining behind me at any minute. It was absolutely tremendous. And then you get the car under control, and you bring the speed back down, and the sports exhaust on it sounds fantastic. And just, you know, I'm gushing over this car, and uh, I, I don't mean to, but it was just, it was just absolutely incredible. So let's talk specifications for a minute. Andy had the 2020 911 Carrera 4S, three liter twin turbocharged flat six engine. Puts out around 445 horsepower. I've seen on Porsche.com 443. I've seen online and in the press 450. So it's right around there. Puts out 390 foot pounds of torque. The base 4S, before you start putting options into it, I think it starts around $120,000. Uh, the guard's red color is free. It's a free paint option. Um, it had the standard interior black color with leather seats and a leather steering wheel. And I have to say the standard interior looked just fine. It was pretty luxurious. In the 991, I have the standard interior and it doesn't look cheap. But it certainly doesn't look as good as the leather interior. But this standard interior that Andy has in his 4S, it looked really, really impressive. Uh, he has the sports steering wheel, which is heated. That's a really nice feature, especially living here in the Twin Cities and in the frigid north. Although he had the 1920 staggered wheels, 19 inches in the front, 20 in the back, 
Uh, they were his winter wheels and his winter tires. In the summer, he has the 20-inch and 21-inch Carrera Classic wheels. That was a costed option. He has the comfort access. So as you're getting close to the car, the almost invisible door handle pops up automatically when it detects your key. So you don't need to get your key out and you open it up, you sit down, you know, you don't need to use the key in the ignition uh, to turn the car on. That's a pretty cool feature, I think. Um, he has the lane change assist. That's a costed option for about $1,000. He has the 14-way seats with the memory package. That runs at about $2,300. He has the light design package for another $500 or so. He has a couple of ornamental Porsche crests, I believe just in the seats, but maybe the armrest as well. I'd need to double check. He doesn't have the sunroof. And actually, quite frankly, I think I prefer that. It looks cleaner on the inside and it looks cleaner on the outside. As much as I like opening my sunroof occasionally in my 991, I really don't use it very often. And it adds another line to, this, to the roof, two lines to the roof actually. So the, the, the contour of his roof and the silhouette is more intact. So I think I actually prefer that without having a sunroof. And then he also has the sport package. So for about five and a half grand, you got the sports chrono package, which gives you launch control. It gives you the sport and sport plus. It gives you the chrono clock on the dash. I think, funnily enough, the chrono package also gives you the memory functions with the seats, or at least it used to in the 997. I think, I think that's changed now. You get the memory package with the 14-way seats now. So I don't think that's actually true anymore. But you also... Uh, with the sports package can opt for the sports exhaust system which Andy has which sounds wonderful and he has the tailpipes in silver uh, and then to match that and I think this might be a feature with the 4S only the the deck lid has silver edges where the grill is and that looks really really crisp and then with the sport package you also get the PASM which is the Porsche active suspension management system um, the sport suspension basically and that lowers the car by about 10 millimeters. So he didn't go crazy with options, but that's a really nice set of luxury and sporty options to go on top of the standard 4S package. So 120 plus whatever all of that comes to, which is probably another 10 grand. Um, but I, I really like the seats. I really like the interior. Um, the wheels are fantastic. The comfort access is really cool. And I would absolutely go for the sports package, absolutely. I think if I was going to configure my own 992, I'd probably go for the sportier front fascia, the one that comes with the aero kits. But I think I'd leave the rear end the way it is. I'm not sure I'd put the wing on the back, but then I do like a good wing. If you saw my 997, that GT3 wing looked pretty dope on the back. So that was Andy's build. Andy, if you're listening, thank you again so much. I had loads of fun. You're a really nice guy. And I hope you join up and link up with uh, the Minnesota Portion Pancakes crew and I uh, on a drive and a breakfast sometime. It would be good to uh, add you to the mix. So thank you very much. And mate, you've got an amazing car. Don't let that 992 go anywhere. It is absolutely fantastic. 3.4 seconds, 0 to 60. Top speed of 190 miles an hour. And... Uh, 443 max horsepower. I mean, just absolutely phenomenal. Such a nice looking car. So what next? Do I go forward and get myself a 992? Well, as I was driving the car yesterday, I was certainly thinking about it. But I have to say, and I think Andy was being sincere when he said this, 
he was driving behind me in my 991. In fact, he volunteered to, to drive that so my 991 could be the camera car. He really enjoyed driving the 991, thought the performance was great, thought it was a lot faster than he was expecting, really liked the sound of the naturally aspirated engine. He commented on that a couple of times and also said he really liked the sound of my sole performance exhaust. So coming from the owner of a brand new 992, I think that meant a lot to me. And that, that you know, helps me to stay loyal to the 991 for a little longer at least. I, I remember driving home yesterday and as happy as I was driving that 992, I put my foot down and man, I love my 991. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. It really doesn't matter which generation of 911 you're driving. A 911 is a 911 and they're all special. They've all got their sexy style. They've all got their performance capabilities. They've all got their special way of handling. They've all got that ability to really give you a tingly feeling when you hit the accelerator and you're pushed into incredible speeds on whatever road you're driving. The 911 experience is just phenomenal. So it really doesn't matter what generation you're driving. And I, I sincerely believe that. There is always the grass is greener, you know, kind of scenario. And and that's certainly true. And you look at, you know, my ownership of 911s in the past few years, I've gone from a 996 to a 997 to a 991. So I'm sure at some point, you know, I'm going to be looking into something else and getting into something else. Whether or not it's the 992, I don't know. But I know that it's an absolutely beautiful car. And I know that I've put my cynicism to bed after the experience this weekend and seeing it for the first time a few weeks ago. I'm now a believer. Absolutely, I'm now a believer. So you guys out there thinking about getting a 992, just do it. It's amazing. <laughs> it absolutely rocks. You guys out there talking to me right now, thinking about getting into a 991, do it. They are absolutely amazing. And you guys out there talking to me about getting into 996s and 997s, do it. You won't regret it. They are all absolutely incredible cars. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. This is now available on a number of different platforms. My podcasts are now available on iTunes or formerly iTunes, now Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and a couple of other platforms. I think even if you ask your Alexa to play my podcast, she will concur. Maybe give that a try. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you in the next podcast. Take care. Bye.